Woman's View with Amanda Dixon. A look at the news here at home and around the world, all from the perspective of women. Now, Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to A Woman's View here on KSL News Radio. Such a pleasure this week to have Sally Dietline with me, the executive producer at Hale Center Theater. Hello, Sally. How are you? I'm so good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And to have Charlotte Jessup with me, the president of Smedley Financial. Hello, Charlotte. Hello, Amanda. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you. And Sarah Jane Weaver joins me, executive editor of Church News. Hello, Sarah. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with wonderful women. It's just my my delight every week to sit down and talk about important things with all of you. And this week, I guess I want to start with, will you forgive me if I start with politics? <laughs> I, I want to get this one out of the way, but I do want to bring it up because I need to know how you interpret this, which is there was an interview earlier this week where former President Trump was asked by Sean Hannity, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? And he said, no, 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 no. Well, maybe the first day. I'll be a dictator on the first day, but that's all. And of course, everyone in the, is weighing in on, on that comment. And some people are excusing it, saying, well, he was just kidding. And then I hear from people saying, no, that's who he is. And if he says he's going to do things like that, he will. And all I could think of is that when you put your hand on that Bible and lift the other hand up, you say, I promise to you know, protect, preserve, defend, I'm getting the, the language wrong, the Constitution of the United States. That's what you say when you become president. So how would he be able to say that and do anything that we would consider dictatorial in the same day, Sarah? Can I start with you? Well, I am always intrigued with words like this, because this is a time of great political polarization. And our words can either connect us or they can divide us. And when I heard those words from him, I thought, this is sort of the difference between the word insight, I-N-C-I-T-E, where we actually send the world out that, that we want to do something that, that might cause violence or hatred, and insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, where we want to spread understanding and help people understand political issues and people better. And, and I think in a polarized society, we want our politicians to be ones that, that actually grant us greater insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, where we understand issues better, we understand society better, we understand government better. And so when there is great polarization on both sides of the political spectrum, not just on the conservative end or the liberal end, we should try and find a place where, where our words create understanding. That is that is so helpful to my way of thinking. Thank you for that. Sally, what do you think? When, when you saw this, what did you think? Uh, I think there's some history behind this statement. And it's been happening, sadly, over a number of presidencies. And that is that you can't seem to get the House and the Senate to get their acts together and get things passed. And so, unfortunately, that first day for a president of late and I'm not just talking about President Trump or President Biden, although it's been a lot with them too, with those two. And we'll start signing a bunch of executive orders on that first day. And that to me seems dictatorial. 
uh, because they don't go through the Congress to get it done, and they don't go through the Senate to get it done. Uh, they decide. And sometimes they're just it. undoing what the guy before them did. They're undoing what the guy before them did exactly, and I think that's where the dictatorship part of that statement came from. Is that is that very first day and what happens, and then I think. <laughs> I think they try to work the slow process, but it's getting to be a little annoying that we can't get our Congress and our Senate together to, to make these laws and so that these mandates don't come down for a president on that first day to undo or do something in a, in a dictatorial way, it seems like. I mean, mm -hmm. I would like to have our, legis our elected legislators uh, give them a chance to take a look at those things and make some decisions, but that doesn't seem to be happening. That's my take. That is so interesting. Charlotte, how do you see it? Well, I, I agree with what's been said. I find it a little bit disheartening that we're, I feel like we're starting over again with the same type of rhetoric and the same type of attitude, which is I'm the leader, it's my way or the highway. And I just, I don't buy into that kind of, I don't think that's what our constitution is built upon. I think it's, you know, we're going to work together to create a better society for everyone not just one person, if you'll follow me. And I yes. just kind of feel, I, I, maybe I'm just um, a little bit over having that attitude. So I hesitated to even bring this up because I remember in, in 2016 that the media, we would cover every outrageous tweet he tweeted because we were so shocked. And the next one was more shocking. And the one after that was more shocking. And then we we had an effect, I believe, on the outcome by the extensive and daily coverage that we as a as a profession gave his candidacy. So when he when he ran in 2020 and now again now, th I, the feeling I'm getting in the newsroom and, ac and across my profession is that what's on Twitter can stay on Twitter <laughs> and that's not going to be news. But this time when I saw that, I just thought, this is a declaration. You know, what, what did Maya Angelou say years ago? That when someone tells you who they are, believe them. And that's the, what came to mind when I saw that. Is that what you're talking about, Charlotte? Yes, it is. It's more rather than let's come together and work on something and, and make progress. It's my just we're going to do it the way I think it should be done. I heard Mitt Romney say this week that he believes if there is a second Trump presidency, it will be worse than the first one. And you know, because there wouldn't be any any desire to get along in order to run for a second term, because that wouldn't be a possibility at that time. Do any of you fear that? I just want people to start acting uh, like communicative adults, mm -hmm. people who can actually sit in the same room and work things out. We have lost that, and because of that, a lot of the voting pack is looking for someone who's just going to bulldoze their way through yeah. situations because we have lost our ability to sit in the same room and communicate and work things out. I'm really proud of Governor Cox for getting out there and working. Was it disagree better? Isn't that his yes. Um, yes. his marching orders for the governors? And we have lost our ability to do one-on-ones and to see another side another point of view. And I think it's hurting everything from the presidency all the way down. I think it's hurting the entire thing. I want to pick it up there when we come back. We'll talk more about community with my wonderful guest this week on A Woman's View. Back in a moment.